Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's Your Story? My name is Marisol, and today's episode is called 86. So today's episode, it um, it's about working in the restaurant industry and the things that I love and hate about it. <laughs> um, I think that the industry is unforgiving, and yet it gives so much, and I just, I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Let's just start from the beginning, shall we? Okay, so when I was younger, uh, I usually cooked for Sandra and I, and it's not, listen, it wasn't a three-course meal or anything, but um, we would, it was, uh, it was actually really cute because I would tell her to, like, her and I would make up a menu, and we'd be like, okay, it's going to be fried plantains with fried eggs and iced tea. Okay, so she would sit down, and I'd be like, hello, welcome to Marisol's Restaurant. What can I get for you today? Oh, can I have fried eggs? Okay, how would you like that eggs? And whatever, whatever, we would cook it however we knew how to cook it. Um, at least I would cook it, and then we would serve each other, and then we would sit down to eat, and it would be really adorable. So, um... When people would ask me what I wanted to do when I grew up, I would tell them, first, I wanted to be a psychologist because I love talking to people and I love uh, helping people. But then I got a little bit older and I realized that I knew how to cook and it looked like a cool thing. So I was like, all right, I'm a chef. I want to be a chef. So as I got older, that was always the thing that I wanted to be. It was a chef. Once I got into my first semester of college, I went for psychology and it was very difficult. The first day of class, there were five pages of notes and I was, let's see... 19 at the time and I was smoking a lot and drinking a lot and I was like this is not for me boys and girls let's go into culinary school so I went to culinary school at the culinary academy of Long Island and uh, they're not up anymore but it was a nine-month program it was six months in class and three months out of class in an internship and let me tell you I've met some of the most amazing supportive just outlandish people that I could have possibly had asked for. And I actually keep in touch with some of them still. And one of them is a very, very, very good friend of mine. I love her to a million pieces. Kim, you know who you are. <laughs> it was it was something that I was good at. So I did culinary school. I went into the job that I interned at. And a month and a half later, I got offered a position. Then I it, it became a paid internship, which was great. And I worked in the restaurant business. I worked there for about a year. And then one day I was working the line and it was a dinner store, but we opened at three o'clock that day. And I had been working the line all by myself, getting it set up on cold side, which was app salads and desserts and pizzas at the time. So I was getting the line ready and doing what I had to do. And my boss came over to me and said, how about you get set up this time? So we're not running around working like animals. I got super upset because I had been busting my hump all morning trying to get the line set up. And like, instead of coming on the line and helping me, like that was the answer that I got. That was the pep talk from my boss that I got. And at that point, it was just a difficult transition for me. So I ended up quitting and I went to this job where I was quality control for a vitamin company. I was good at my job, but I hated it. It was mundane. It was from three at night till 1130. I had three exact breaks at the same time. One was half an hour and the last two were 15 minutes. And it was, you waited for the bell to ring and you punched your card out and you went home. And I, although I worked with my mother, it was just difficult. So I ended up going back to the restaurant. After that, I went into management training. 
and the store that I went to, it was a really good opportunity for me there because I got to film a commercial. I got to meet some amazing people. I got to go on a lot of events where I saw cooking on a bigger scale. I saw a lot of marketing. I saw a lot of rubbing elbows with like VIP people. And that was pretty amazing. But at the same time, I was working 12, 13, 14 hour days. Part of it was my own fault because I was trying to get it. I was trying to get the formula and I couldn't figure it out. And then the other part of it was because very few people are willing to help you. Once they see that you're a boss, it's like, well, let her do it. She's the boss. And I've heard that so many times, it's ridiculous. So I was a female in an all-male kitchen. I'm talking from start to finish. From hot side, cold side prep, I was the only female there. So it was a lot of trying to prove myself, a lot of you don't belong here. It was a hard transition for me because I didn't want to be in that store. I wanted to be back in my own store, but that wasn't an option for me. And then our boss was just as unforgiving and relentless as the industry was. After one of my bosses telling me that uh, I didn't do a very good job when I had the job, I ended up quitting and I went to like a deli and the deli was a bunch of hard work, but it was okay because I went in at five in the morning and I got out at one in the uh, afternoon. It was amazing. Five days, sometimes six days a week. And I was making cash off the books. I got to go home. I was making 400 something dollars a week. It was great. And then I ended up opening a different deli that they had opened a little bit further away, but it was my kitchen. I got to come in at, I would go in at three in the morning sometimes and leave at 11 in the morning, uh, sometimes 12 in the morning. It was just, uh, the, the hours were great and everything like that was great. Again, you're on your feet all day. Uh, that place didn't have heat. So in the winter, my, my hands would be cold. My feet would be cold. Uh, in the summer, I'd have to wear really short shorts and like, a really tight shirt because it just got so hot. So I ended up quitting there and I went to work at um, a beach hut, which was the funnest job that I had. I met some amazing people there as well. And that was pretty awesome. I remember one time I got super drunk while I was working on the line and I ended up almost near, uh, almost up chucking on the beach, but <laughs> I didn't end up throwing up. I ended up passing out and then somebody took me home and they made a move on me, but I didn't make the move back. It was a hot mess. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that that job was great. But again, long hours, always on your feet. And it was just like you were working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, getting your face kicked in, you know, working the busiest days. Now, if you're a chef or a cook and you're working those days, it's because you can handle it and because you're good enough. So it's like really funny that there's this reverse psychology of like, well, if you're on on the weekends or you're on on holidays or you're working the hardest station is because you're good enough. Meanwhile, you're breaking your back working these stations. You're like humping it out day in, day out. And it's hard on you physically. And not only that, but like the really nice part is that you zone out and you just get into the groove. Like you don't even think you're on autopilot and you're just going and and your arms are moving and your brain isn't thinking and it's quiet even though there's madness and chaos it's just very serene in that moment amongst all that wild chaos which is funny to that oxymoron there but fast forwarding I ended up leaving the restaurant industry completely because it's just the hours were too much the demand was too much and it just turned into a situation where I couldn't handle it. I didn't want to handle it anymore. I wanted quality of life. So I went to work at a ultrasound repair company and it was Monday through Friday and 
that was great, but my boss, my boss and I at times didn't see eye to eye. I don't follow money. I follow happiness. And I realized that that job was not my happiness. So I quit. <laughs> and um, I went back to the food industry. But I also went back to school because I knew that I needed something more for my life. I'm going to land this plane, I promise. I go back to the restaurant industry because it's what I know how to do. And I'm not that bad at it. It covers my bills. So I said, while I'm going to school, I will just work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I will do what I have to do. And I will go home. For the first time, I actually felt like I don't hate being here and I don't mind working here. And yeah, the hours are long and yeah, I'm on my feet, but it's okay because I don't mind it because it's part of a bigger picture. Well, the manager at the time ended up having to leave. So I ended up stepping into that role to help out and to um, kind of hold the position in a sense. And I thought that it was something that I could handle again. And as I've been working these hours and this position again, I've realized that the industry is so unfair. It is ridiculously unfair. Anybody that has worked in the industry that's listening to this is probably thinking back of that job that they had as a dishwasher or that job that they had as a line cook once upon a time or that job that they had delivering pizzas at the pizzeria or, you know, that killer job that you had working the hardest station or whatever the case may be. I know that you're thinking about that job that you had that you were like, man, I hated that place. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. But boy, did I hate it. Having to live that hatred, I guess, in a sense every day, it is difficult. Now, there is a part of us that's almost moronic. I don't know if that's a real word or not, but we've just invented it, being a moron, acting as a moron. But there's a part of us that's that's an idiot that continues to come back day in and day out. It's this loyalty that we that we feel as though we owe to the industry and I'm not really sure why or where it comes from, but it's this loyalty, this work ethic that I just can't walk away from it because I feel like I'm giving up or I'm a chump or I'm a wimp. But at the same time, I feel pride knowing that I'm able to do the job that many people have walked away from. But where is that pride getting me? It's getting me tired. It's getting me physically exhausted. It's getting me mentally exhausted. And I'm not doing the best job that I could do. And I've recognized that. And I think that it's harsh because somebody asked me, if we have the 10 hour penalty in New York state, we have the 10 hour penalty where if you work over 10 hours, they, the company has to pay you a penalty for it. Um, so it was a, it was an attempt to lessen the cook's work day. So where it's not a 13, 14 hour work shift, which is great. Don't get me wrong. And if you work over it, then that's fine. But it opens the door for shady business. It opens the door for rolling back time. It opens the door for putting your hours on another day so that you don't hit that 10 hour penalty. It just, it just opens the door for a lot of ugliness, a lot of sneakiness and figuring out how can I work around it? Where really it was supposed to be something beneficial to the cooks something that was a gift from the industry has turned into something that's ugly now. And, and I hate that it's a manager's job to have to uphold things that should not even have to be said. And it's just, oftentimes your ethics are, are tested when you are a manager. So there's a cook, he comes in late every, si since the dawn of time, 
I'm surprised he didn't come out of his mother's womb late. Like, this man, every single day that he's worked has just been late. He just does not know how to show up on time. And I've accepted him that way. (laughs) But he does with us what he pleases. He comes in at whatever hour he chooses, but he gets his work done. So it's, it's, do I fire him because he's always late and have to struggle to find somebody else to fill a position that's already hard enough? Or do I deal with his lateness and know that I have a line cook perhaps tomorrow? It's difficult. It's a play on your ethics every single day. I should fire him because it's wrong. It's wrong to allow somebody to come in at whatever time they please. But the industry is designed that way. It's designed for you to come in at 11 today and 12 tomorrow and one on the weekend and and nine on the weekdays. It's just, there is no consistency because it's whenever I need you. If Joe Schmo called out, I need you tomorrow. If this person didn't show up, I need you. You have to come in at whatever time I said, because I'm your boss and you just have to listen to me. It's this unwritten rule. The restaurant is filled with unwritten rules. And I think that that is my beef with Uh, You saw what I did there. That is my beef with restaurants is that it's full of unwritten rules. I was sexually harassed at work, not once, but twice and not days apart within the same 10 minutes. Somebody I thought was going to poke at my belly button ended up poking at the bottom of my pants zipper. I can imagine that you would assume exactly where that was. And instead of saying something, I froze and I was just like, hey, don't do that. And I walked out just to have another guy put his arm around my waist and go, hey, how's it going? I missed you. Like, excuse me, you don't touch me in that way. That is uncomfortable to me and you don't do that. And yet I didn't want to make that person uncomfortable by standing up for myself. Can you imagine? Any other person listening to this podcast is like, what? I would have said this or I would have took him to HR or I would have done this or that. What did I do? Nothing. And what did I feel like? A failure to all of the people that have stood up for sexual harassment. I felt like I was the one that had okayed it in the first place for those people to have to stand up. I did no woman any justice in that moment. And I am ashamed of myself. I will admit it here on the podcast. And it's heartbreaking because it's not the kind of person that I am. But I caught myself in the moment and I didn't know what to do. And instead of standing up for myself, I sacrificed myself and said, it's okay. I just whatever, I can deal with it. That was messed up. But I don't feel like making him uncomfortable. Them, even though they made me uncomfortable and they were okay with that. It's crazy that there's, and and it's hard for women sometimes, and I'm only speaking on my own experience, but I have to assume that other women have felt the same way, that when you're on the line with these guys, you're a guy too. You speak the same language, you walk the same walk, because if you're going to be in my house, this is how you got to act. And that's how I feel a lot of times when I work in the restaurant. It's like, all right, let me feel these guys out and see how I have to act. And and again, there are people that are going to be listening to this and think to themselves, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be that way. You can just be yourself. But I'm telling you the experience that I've had and the way I've been The way I've felt, I've just adapted to them. I've said, yeah, I can talk that way. It's whatever. This is kind of cool anyway. Oh, look at that guy with all the tattoos. Oh, he's cursing up a storm. Yeah, F this, F that, this effing guy, that effing girl. Oh, these stupid idiot servers. They don't effing know nothing. You know, without realizing that you're offending people, that you're talking about people. 
Like, like you work in the kitchen and you think that you're better than other people. And there's, there is a level of glory. Don't get me wrong. There is a level of, of heck yeah, I could do what you can. I can do what the average person can't. Cause let me tell you more often than not, I've thought to myself, if that server had to come here on this line, they wouldn't even last five seconds, but that doesn't make them less of a person. And that doesn't make me more than them. And it's just, I think it's just disgusting how the industry is warped in such a way that it, it feels like this is a man's world, but I feel like I can't get out of it. Like I just find myself back in it time and time again, because it's something that's easy for me, even though it's difficult for me to have to prove myself day in, day out to these guys. I had one customer tell me, I don't know why she's even talking to me anyway. It's not like there's anything she could do. And I was the kitchen manager at the time. And then I went to another table and he said to me, if you were any bit more competent as a manager, then you wouldn't have your line cooks back there laughing and smiling and having a grand old time while my food is coming out cold. Let's not even incorporate customers into the mix and the pressure that they put on to us. It's, it's a lot of pressure to be a cook. I can't speak from a server's experience, but it's not any easier out there having to basically put on a song and dance and hope that I acted to your standards so that you could maybe give me a couple of bucks at the end of our, of our session. And it's just, it's tough. It's like really tough because when you put out a plate that you're proud of, it makes you want to fight another three, four more days. It makes you want to get out there and be like, hell yeah, I'm good at my job. It's probably the one thing that I'm most confident at is that I can put out a beautiful plate or my presentation is always on point. I asked some of the guys that I work with that work, you know, these hard jobs and this is their second job. And I asked them, why do you come here? And they go, because I like it. I like what I do. I know the kitchen is crazy, but I don't know. For some reason, I like being here. I think that a part of me just wishes that it wasn't so demanding that the that the the actions that have been put in place weren't so heavily dependent upon financial results. I have to I have to tell a guy that I can't use him this weekend and I have to cut his hours because some mathematical calculation told me that according to this amount of money that I'm selling, I should only have one person on breaking their back so that I could make the amount of money that this mathematical number says that I should be making. That I have to have this guy, you know, working 13, 14 hours because I can't put somebody else on. And he has to work the whole line because this computer, this piece of paper says that I can't put another person on. That I have to get on the line and that I have to work with that person because it says that I'm only allowed to have two people on. And since I'm a manager, I get to walk off the line while you stay back there and break your back working for what? 10, 13, 12, $15 an hour. Minimum wage is going to go up to $15 an hour. And let me tell you, it's going to break restaurants. It's going to break them. It's going to hurt them. That's all it's going to do. It's going to hurt restaurants. It's going to help the employee and it's going to hurt restaurants. And I hate that an employee making a decent amount of money here is going to make a restaurant fail because labor cost. Because I can't afford to pay Maria and John $15 an hour a piece to work for two hours for me. I can't afford that anymore. I could afford $10, but I can't afford $15. So, so John, I'm going to have to fire you. And Maria, you're going to have to do John's job because I can't afford it. And I hate it. 
I hate that injustice. I hate it because I love the industry. But I hate it just as much as I love it. And I try to get out of it. But something just keeps pulling me back. I quit my job, even though I'm pregnant. And even though I have health insurance. I have no backup plan. I mean, I have a backup plan, obviously. But I don't have another job lined up. But that's how much I hate what I do. And it's not that I hate what I do. It's just I am a cook before I am a manager. I relate too much to being a cook than I do a manager. And I'm not doing the 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 company a service by keeping my position just because I make XYZ amount of money per hour. And like I said, I've never followed a job because of the money that I make. I follow it because of my happiness. And when I first started there, I was happy. And now I'm not anymore. And that to me is worth so much more than all the glory, all the recognition, all the hype that you get, all of that. I can do it. You can't. My quality of life is worth so much more than that plate of food that I just put out there. And it's given me such a tremendous amount of respect for the people that do stay in it. But then I wonder to myself, are we just masochists? Is it that sense of loyalty that just keeps us going? Because what else could it be? I don't know. But that's been my episode today. (laughs) I'm sorry. I think it was just more, I just needed to get it out there. Because I'm frustrated with the industry. And I'm frustrated with with the changes that were designed to help the cook. And yet it hurts us somehow. I'm frustrated at the fact that I can't get all of my PTO time paid because of some technical law that they don't have to pay me, even though I break my back every single shift that I work there, lifting heavy boxes, working on the line, doing prep list, trying to get guys out on time. But I can't get that time that I worked hard for paid. You're right. I should just go work in an office, right? That's what I should just do. Well, that's been today's episode. And for any of you that are cooks out there that are listening to this episode, I feel you. I feel your pain. Whatever you decide to do, I support you 110%. And anybody that's thinking about going into the restaurant industry, have fun. That's all I can advise you to do in the end is have fun. Learn when you can, do it to the best of your ability, and have fun. And remember to always draw a line. Be clear with your boundaries. Draw a line. And be the best at whatever it is that you can. That has been today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, every day is a new day. So let's make it count. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram. What's underscore your underscore story. And I will see you on next week's episode. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week.